Hey everyone, it's Baz from the Smart Party here. Uh, straight after the drums, we're going to get into it with what would the Smart Party do this week. We've got a special guest, it's Guy Milner, chap who runs some great gaming stuff around the country, recently set up Go Play in Leeds, and Gaz and I are going to get straight into the conversation on that one. So see you on the other side of the intro. Uh, up there in Leeds, Guy, you've been doing a, a thing called Go Play Leeds. Have I got that right? Yeah, yeah. Go Play Leeds is, is the correct name for it. That's good, yeah. And, and did this come about because you, you moved up there and wanted to play some games and didn't know where any of the gamers were? Or is it just something that... Is there some other reason? I don't know. You tell me. Well, it, it started like that, really. Yeah, it started like that. Um, I had kind of my own gaming homies back in Manchester. So knew lots of people there, played games with... Uh, moved back to Leeds and thought I'd better sort myself out some gaming um, and kind of posted a random post on UK Roleplayers just saying, I'm moving back to Leeds, is there any gaming going on? Um, I thought I might as well kind of try and get what I really wanted. So I said, well, I probably can't do a weeknight, weekly kind of thing. I'd be quite up for a monthly thing, maybe just doing one shots and stuff. Um, and I got quite a few responses from people, actually from people that I knew from conventions but didn't know lived in Leeds, um, saying, yeah, we're up for that as well. Um, so kind of an idea gestated, and then we kind of thought we'd give it a go, kind of monthly one-shots, um, just meet on Sunday afternoons, and, and just kind of see where it goes. That was over a year ago, so it's it's still going, which is the, the success criteria that, that it had. And yeah, it seems to be doing well, yeah. So how many sort of people do you, do you get turned up for that kind of thing? Is it a couple of tables of gamers, or...? Or what? Yeah, I think we're, we're, we're normally at a couple of tables. Uh, we've had a few times where it's been three or four. Um, and we did have one where I think we, we... The thing is, we've got to kind of avoid... We try and avoid conventions. Um, so you not clash with Furnace or Seven Hills or the big Sheffield cons. But sometimes that means that we did have one week where I think we had five of us there. So it was just one game, really, in, in this uh, in this thing. But as, as we said, it's kind of... That's the... That's the number of games that we would have played had there been two games going on as well. So you only play in the one that's there. So it's still, still a success, if you like, still a success. So do you, do you think that sort of thing's perhaps easier to get together now than uh, having a gaming group? So I'll give my example. Is the times I've played mostly actually this year have been when the local game shops had an RPG day. And they don't really organise it per se. They might set up a Facebook page or something like that. But really it's down to GMs to throw stuff out there. And then players turn up, and I've seen like three or four groups of players or groups worth of players turn up and play some games, but they don't seem to hang out, you know, at any other time, or you know, they're not like a regular group. It just seems to be like here's a thing we can shop and do some role playing, and then people turn up to that. Whereas I don't know, is there a lack of commitment, or do people not like have a win in little groups anymore, or is it just the the strugglers of us like me who are left out without a group that kind of turn up to these things? What would you say there? I think there's, I think it's. I think sometimes role-playing is kind of all or nothing. So you've either got a group that you meet and play kind of for four hours once a week, midweek, and, and that's what you do. And you go out to someone's house and there are five of you and you've done it for the last 20 years. Um, and, and people do that. I, I, I don't have that myself either. And I think lots of people don't have that or can't commit that amount of time. Um, and it seems like the other end of that is kind of not playing at all or just playing at conventions. Um, so... This was kind of an attempt to do a kind of middle ground. So once a month in an afternoon, 
um, show up. I think we, we, we kind of have a core of about five or six of us that pretty much come down every month, um, barring kind of unavoidable events that keep it ticking over. So we'll always be there. And then we have people who drop in and out. We, we're by design kind of episodic. So I think by saying from the start, people can drop in and out. You do kind of encourage people to drop in and out and not come every month. Um, so that certainly happens. <laughs> but there's guys that come in every two or three months. We've had a few people, sometimes uh, some of my old mates from Manchester come over and play games or run games. Um, we had Neil Gow came down once from Newcastle to run some D&D for us. Um, it's just a, a kind of easy way of doing it. I have it on Sunday afternoon, so transport's fairly straightforward anyway, um, if people are traveling further. That sounds awesome. So th- would you would you view it as like a one-day convention or something, or is it just literally a space for gamers? I mean, I don't know. How, how, would, you, how would you even bother classifying? Is it just like you don't care? You get to play some games, you're happy. I, th- I think it has been described as like a mini convention. Um, it's... We kind of said when we planned out that, that a lot of stuff wouldn't be set. So the venue isn't set. Um, we've, we've gone with the model of just kind of one one game, so kind of four-hour slot on, a slot on Sunday afternoon. Um, but that's not set. We've talked in the future, if we can get a venue, if we can make it work, we'll do maybe two slots or a full day Saturday. Um, but it, it's just kind of left open. Um, and it was, I think what I'd say is I found it so easy to set up because there's loads of pubs. We, we've had two venues already of pubs that'll let you have a private room for a Sunday afternoon for free, just on the basis of some bar money that you might or might not spend there. Um, so it, <laughs> in terms of finding venues, I think a lot of people would think they could do something like that, but I would have to find a venue and stuff. I, I just kind of wandered around Leeds and went into some pubs and said, uh, said like, oh, what, can we come here and play on a Sunday afternoon? Have you got a room upstairs? Does anyone use it? If not, well, we'll do it. You won't make loads at the bar, but we'll stay and we'll fill the place up. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I had some of the sort of experiences with, with rooms, actually. It seems a lot of pubs these days are doing kind of game events, even if it's Cluedo or something or whatever. They seem to have a night of the week where it's like just playing game stuff. How, how's it down in Essex, Baz? Have you got similar kind of things going on down there? Yeah, it's um, it's been a bit weird over, over the years, really. Um, I'm kind of dimly aware of of clubs, and and I think Guy's absolutely right. There's people who've been playing in their rooms for for decades, and and I'm one of them. I'm lucky enough to have a weekly group, and I've been playing with the same lads for yeah twenty odd years now. Um, but there's there's definitely loads of little clubs about, and I used to kind of track them by looking in the classified ads in Valkyrie and magazines like that. And, <laughs> <laughs> and now I suppose it's on the internet. But what's what's been weird is that I kind of. I kind of got involved with a gaming group recently and it's a kind of gaming group that doesn't really exist. It's um, it's just a bunch of guys who use Facebook for events and they use Meetup to organise their stuff as well, which is another website which I hadn't had a huge amount of experience with, to be honest, but apparently people do, and especially for card games and, and other sorts of hobbies. And, um, and, they, and I kind of said, like, well, where do I go? Who do I speak to to get involved in this club? And because there wasn't really a leader or, or a central location or anything else like that, I think they all kind of like looked around at each other and shrugged and said, well, I don't know, you just sort of say you want to run a game and pick a location and I guarantee you'll have 30 people want to play in it. And I sort of took that with a pinch of salt. So I said, well, is there any chance like a few of us could meet up in the pub first to have a drink before before I go to lengths of inviting six strangers off the internet around my house? <laughs> you know, if you don't mind. I'd, I'd like to have a pint with you first to make sure that, you know, 
you have to make sure I'm not a nutter, apart from anything else. So we, everybody agreed, and, um, and and I never met any of these guys. And we went to the pub, and there was a bit of a chat about like how will we know each other. And I thought, I bet I could probably tell. <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> we decided, and this this was really sweet and organic. We decided to each bring a fantasy or science fiction paperback with us and put it on the table in front of us. So when I got there, there was a bunch of people all in various corners of the pub. And then one guy had a copy of The Two Towers and another one had a copy of an Ian Banks novel. And it was like, oh, this is actually really cool because this now turned into a book club as well. And it was like <laughs> these guys had been part of the same website for about a year and had kind of hot-seated it in and out of venues where one group would have left an hour before the next group comes along an hour later. And they'd never actually met. And by the end of the night, there was over 40 people there sharing a beer. And I thought, this is a great club. But then I realized it's not a club at all. It's just a really loose affiliation of people. And they all said the same thing, which is there are people desperate to play games. They don't really know how to do it. If you just put your head above the parapet and say, I'll run something, you will have between 10 and 20 people saying, yes, please. Um, and finding the venue is, is the tricky bit. But given that there was like 30 or 40 of us sitting in this pub chatting about gaming, we kind of looked around and thought, well, why don't we use this pub? And they were so delighted to have us all there. And publicans, you know, they're, they're having a hard time at the minute. Pubs close all the time. And, you know, the people don't go there for like darts and quiz nights as much as they used to. And they had absolutely no problem in it. I think, I think half the issue is just getting over your own nervousness of saying you might have some people here pretending to be elves for a couple of hours. Um, but once you pass that, it's happy days. And, and the guys in my hometown have now started their first mini convention, similar to Guy's. Um, it's just in a pub. Uh, it starts at midday. It's going to have like two and a half slots. And um, and they've, they've just done 100 tickets for it without going outside their own group. And I had no wow. comprehension. There were even five other role players within 20 miles of me because it sometimes feels like there isn't. And there's there's 100 of them, but none of them know each other. And And I think, you know, that old build it, they will come thing really happens. It doesn't take very much for word to get around. Um, and... I don't know if I have the solution to it, but I think lots of little go-play-style events are probably the answer. It just takes somebody to get off their bum and go and do it, which is easier said than done. Um, but I don't think you'd have any resistance to getting a venue, and I don't think you'd have any problem in attracting players whatsoever. And then from there, people will splinter off into those probably those little home groups that, that then are self-sustaining for years and years. So... Um, I've I've been amazed. I, I've there's to find so many people playing games, uh, and I genuinely have probably walked past them in the street every day without knowing. It's bizarre. Uh, so, how are things going with you, guy, in terms of sustainability? I mean, Baz has somehow unearthed a mine of a hundred gamers that he knew nothing about in the in the treacle mines of Essex somehow. Um, in, <laughs> in Leeds, it's probably a more modest affair at the minute. But do you think there's more people out there? Are you, are you, are you looking to actively recruit more people, do you think? Or are you happy just like doing your thing? Or um, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like we've kind of got this almost like underground organization where we've got cells of people and none of them know each other. They just know one other person, the link of the chain, in case the Gestapo get them. Uh, I don't know. Would you, would you try and bring more together, do you think? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, the we actually, the reason we've had two venues was the first venue. We, we had the first month, we had kind of 24 people there, and it was in this tiny little brew dog in Leeds and they'd said we Sunday would be great because they had a video games club that came down and played like old console games at the same time um, but it was such a small pub we kind of filled it completely 
So luckily we started first. So kind of video games guys were showing up and there was nowhere to sit because there were kind of four games going on all around this little pub there. Um, so then we kind of thought, oh, we better get something a bit bigger to, to, to sort it out. Um, definitely. I mean, the main barrier to it is the fact that I'm sometimes a bit lazy about promoting it. And it's that thing of remembering, it's kind of, I don't want it to be a hassle. Those of us that are running it don't want it to be a hassle where it's like, oh, I better go and tweet about it. I better remember to post something. I better get little posters made. We had posters made at the start, but it, it feels like a lot to do to have to do them kind of every month to do it. Um, so, yes, definitely. If I can get my act together to do it, um, and if I can find a venue that, that's big enough, but as we've said, there will definitely be one um, out there that we can sort it out. I think you're right. I think there's there's actually hundreds of people out there, and there's probably hundreds of gamers in Leeds that still don't know about it, or have kind of vaguely seen it in Travelling Man one day, but not realised that it, it would apply to them. Um, some of it as well is people who know about it but but won't come because they're not quite sure what it is. We've had quite a few though. We had memorably a couple of weeks, a couple of months ago, one board gamer came in, and we kind of kept it quite quiet as gradually it became more and more clear that he assumed this was a board gaming club, um, and we kind of didn't <laughs> tell him until he was literally sat down there with the character in front of him, and then he kind of stayed for the four hours <laughs> and played a Cthulhu game, um, and then see, yeah, seemed quite happy with it. He's, he's not been back unfortunately, but he seemed happy at the time. Certainly, he's had a role play experience. Maybe he's found his own club. He travelled quite a way to get there, so you never know. Maybe we've converted someone in the, the long term, if not the short. The only man to have ever actually played Cthulhu and not known what was going to happen. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> and he probably thought, I've done it now. I died. I, I can't <laughs> come too. back. Yeah. yeah, RPGs are a bit depressing, though. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Guy, do you, um, do you ever... Uh, has it ever crossed your mind to charge... For, for the games that you have at your little thing, um, not not currently. Um, one of the one of the kind of well not criteria, but one of the design goals at the start was to keep it, if possible, just kind of money free completely. So I think the total investment mm. in GoPlay leads that any of us have made is I think Declan pays ten dollars or something for the website address, um, and I think I paid I think seven quid um, just at the start to get the posters printed on nice paper. Um, but apart from that, there's been kind of no money change hands, <laughs> nothing. Um, I think if we if we were to do a full day thing, we would probably have to look at doing something like that. But it, having no money changing hands and, and the venues being free, does it, it kind of can't go wrong, really, because we don't have a minimum number of people that need to attend, and we don't have kind of any issues with that. You know, if it shows if if, if money and five mm. people come, which did happen once, as I say, it's still a success. And, you know, we still got there we haven't lost any money we haven't got kind of and we're not building up a, a pot of funds we're thinking oh what do we do with this do we give it to gms or do we go and buy some dice for everyone to use or all those kind of things that i remember doing in role-playing clubs earlier on where you had to earlier in my life where you had to collect money in that all seem a bit weird now really that we should have mm. a little pot of communal dice just because we've got you know 10 quid to spend after the first year yeah, I, I used to. Um, I inherited the student union role playing society at university, and uh, and over the years they they'd obviously run into that that lovely problem of like we've got funding, we better spend it on something. So they've gone and bought every book for the Star Wars uh, West End Games edition, and they had it. Uh, they, I think they were trying to start a role playing library. That stuff now happily sits on my shelves. I stole it. 
I don't even care. <laughs> Sue me. It was twenty years ago. Um, but it, it is kind of weird because the you know the Chelmsford guys were saying to me as well they've got a venue that um, that they often use. It's a bit of a hub. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it comes in at about I think it's like uh, ten or fifteen quid to rent for the night. So they do have to charge a couple of tables, and they just say, "Can you chuck in a couple of quid?" And I thought, oh, well, that, that seems unusual to have to pay for role-playing. But apparently the guys are more than happy to do it. And it does a really good job of making sure that the people who want to come and play actually yeah. play. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, even though it's like a, a really low barrier to entry, it's enough that the people who, who sit down at the table actually want to be there and contribute. And, and um, you know, no time wasters, I suppose. Um, I'm not saying it's a method that would work for everybody. I don't think it is because it sounds really nice to not have to make decisions about having a treasurer um or divvying up funds or or any of that kind of stuff that can get all political later on down the track yeah very much so um i, I don't know i mean the board game cafes and things like that seem to be really well these days don't they but like the, there's two in nottingham that are you know a stone's throw from each other that seem to open at a very similar time but people seem quite happy to go in there and spend three quid to play a board game for a couple of hours or something like that do you know what i mean um and I guess like they're quite happy buying lattes and coffees and biscuits. But one of the weird things I always used to find, well, not weird, perhaps just financial things I used to find is whenever I had meetups in pubs or whatever and tried to get people involved is quite often people wouldn't buy a pint or they'd just ask for a glass of tap water. And you'd be there for four hours in this pub and half the people there haven't spent any money at all. They've like not even bought a bag of crisps. And that, I think, occasionally like bred a little bit of ill feeling with the landlord or whoever. I mean, me and Bez are, you know, we'll just not pint this back. We're quite happy. And I appreciate not everybody's got tons of money. But you can buy, you know, something for a couple of quid, surely, can't you? Is it, even if it's not like an admin charge, if, you, if you're going to hang out in a pub, you want to buy a drink at least. Do you think? Or, I mean. Well, I think at the start, I was quite explicit with people in, when they arrived saying, like, the venue isn't charging. So, like, please use the bar kind of thing. Um, just because, yeah, it's. it's Fair enough, isn't mm. it? You're not paying for the room hire. You, you, you can see how the publican would get a bit annoyed with people, even though I was also quite open with them that they're not going to be raking it in with a load of um, like heavy drinkers sat um, knocking back pint after pint while pretending <laughs> to be dwarves on a Sunday afternoon. Um, but yeah, so, so we've done quite well. And actually, the place right now does, does like proper food and does like Sunday lunches and things. So quite a lot of the people that come will get lunch there as well. So they do okay out of it, really. Um, without without too much pressure yeah but yeah i've been in that situation before of kind of a midweek club that i was in in manchester that used a, a pub where yeah we might the, the five of us might have bought kind of two pints between us in an evening um and you could kind of see the landlord's point when he eventually came and said uh, i'm not sure this is a very good deal for me um taking kind of four quid from you guys <laughs> um, for you to use the the venue for five hours um <laughs> in the time that we're doing well it means i can't have a disco there kind of thing so yeah i can completely see that do you have you had any other um other challenges the only one i can think of is that sometimes uh, i think at one point we're playing deadlands or something like that so we had some like dice and poker chips and cards on the table and we got thrown out of the pub because they, they were convinced we were gambling and it didn't matter <laughs> how many times we told them we were playing like you know I'm a I'm a saloon girl sorcerer and all this kind of stuff. They just weren't listening. They're just like, no, that, that sounds ridiculous. It doesn't ridiculous. sound any better, does it? <laughs> you're, you're not you're not pretending to be an Indian chairman. You're clearly gambling. It's like with no money. What are we talking about? Uh, I don't th- I don't think we have. I mean, the, 
it's the, the the place we're at now we've got kind of a private room well it's just the upstairs right. room so we don't tend to get interrupted that much and the only issue that we did have last time is they had another meter for, upon on kind of the first floor when we were on the second floor so we had at least two or three people kind of wander in quite earnestly clearly going to somewhere where they knew nobody else ask a few tentative questions try and be polite for a bit and then realize they were at the wrong place um, as this mm. kind of recognition that oh no you need to go downstairs um i think yeah brew dog it was open but yeah we never really had the, the, the main issue that we had with that venue apart from the, the size was just one of the tables was right at the top of a kind of spiral staircase going down to kind of the ground floor so it just made rolling dice a little bit more dangerous and the fact that there were like normal punters sat beneath you drinking at a little edge that we could actually have plopped someone or you know get have to go down and ask for your d8 back when it's in someone's pie isn't ideal really <laughs> and the, the last thing you want when you're necking a pint is a d4 don't, don't you throw up as well as now, <laughs> oh, no, yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Heimlich maneuvers all around I guess the other, the one that might put people off. I mean, it doesn't bother me too much, but I've known that other people, especially, uh, it might put some people off. Is that that you get some kind of like uh, or they're, they're worried about mockery or some people like questioning yeah, what they're yeah. doing or that kind of thing. Which I don't really. I you know I've gamed in a lot of pubs in my time, but you don't really get it. I mean, obviously on a Saturday night at eight o'clock, you're gonna you're asking for trouble, but. On a weeknight or on a Sunday afternoon somewhere, you can generally get away with it, can't you? Or have you guys any bad experiences, or do you think it's fair enough, really, and you're actually all right once you do it and get get into your comfy in your own skin? Um, I've had nothing negative whatsoever. Um, curiosity, uh, at worst, I suppose, and always benign curiosity as well. Um, you, you, people will wander past uh, uh, and maybe say to their friends as they wander past, "Or oh, what's that then? And somebody will say they're playing D&D. And, and if you're playing RuneQuest, you want to stand up and go, I'll have you know, sir, it's not Dungeons and Dragons. It's a completely different game. <laughs> <laughs> but that's as, that's as much as, as as you want to go with correcting people. But no, I've only ever had benign curiosity. And and actually, in a hundred percent of occasions, when we've explained what it is, people have gone, "Oh, right, oh, cool," and wandered off back to whatever it was they were doing. It's just not been a problem whatsoever. Yeah, I think that's been my experience. Actually, I think when I was when I was in Manchester, we had a, a, a gaming group, Sturp, where it happened by accident, really, where we, we had a we had a private room at a pub, and then they kept booking kind of wine tasting nights on the same night, um, so we didn't have it every so. So we kind of just moved downstairs and played in the pub. Um, and after an initial kind of, oh, this isn't ideal, is it? We'll have to find a new venue. Um, just nothing, yeah, nothing but benign curiosity or just nobody batting an eyelid, really. And we'd sit and play kind of fiasco or even, yeah, with, with you know, games with cards and, and stuff like that, or even quite weird indie games. Mouse Guard we played once down there, which you'd have thought would have attracted more um, ridicule and, 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 and curiosity, but nothing, mostly just ignored, actually. And when people... Did kind of wander over and ask. It's more, what are those funny dice using? You know, what's what, what are you doing here? And then genuinely interested. I think it, I, I genuinely think it's something that people just need to get over a bit and just realise that it's not as weird yeah. as it used to be as well. <laughs> it feels a bit like spiders in that they're more scared of you than you are of them. If you know what I mean, I, yeah, I've probably yeah. seen more people, you know, scared to ask me what I'm doing rather than you know confront me about it or anything like that. 
I think one of my, my fondest memories is playing in the old trip to Jerusalem in uh, Nottingham, which is allegedly the, the oldest pub in Britain. But I know there's several oldest pubs in Britain. One so of many. Yeah. <laughs> t- take that with a pinch of salt. Um, but um, we're in the room there playing Monsters and Other Childish Things. And part of that game is that you get crayons and uh, you know pencils out and stuff, and you draw a monster and colour it in like you're a five-year-old child. And you've never seen a bunch of like 30 and 40 year old blokes look so earnest as when they're like drawing this like demonic fish with blue crayons <laughs> and the rest of the pub like looking from the corners going like what's happening I'm scared I don't like it I'm just like really trying to avoid our gaze and uh, yeah but again n- no problem at all even having like a full-on arts and crafts session I don't know whether they thought we're all you know had learning difficulties and we we're just trying to <laughs> take the, the guys out for a night or something to, to enjoy the social life but yeah, we definitely got no grief about it. Yeah, it's it's totally socially acceptable now. The, the biggest barrier uh, to getting involved in games is just gamers themselves thinking they're going to get jeered at or bullied or or all that stuff. It just doesn't happen. Uh, absolutely not. And and to be honest as well, I think you know if you're in a pub, that the point of a pub is it's a public gathering space. And and I would suspect if you've already might come to an arrangement with the landlord, if anybody got stupid about it, it's probably the people who got stupid would be like told to leave i've been in plenty of pubs where there's been tables full of lads on a on a rugby night or whatever and they've been getting out of hand and you know they're in the minority everybody else just wants to chat play cards write on their laptop read a book you know it's um pubs are different to how they used to be i think generally speaking they're much more kind of like little mini coffee bars or libraries or or social places rather than just a drinking hole uh, unless you go to my local Weatherspoons at half past nine on a Sunday morning when it's apparently stellar o'clock, but I don't go there anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think probably there's an element of just like places to socialise now, aren't they, pubs, to, to a yeah. degree. Uh, certainly the ones around me, they just never stop having events on at night, whether it's mm. a pub quiz or uh, a drinks tasting or an open mic night or... You know, whatever, like a whole list of things, board game nights, whatever. I think, as you were sort of alluding to earlier, pubs are just desperate to have people in and having a drink and filling the place up a little bit. So mm-hmm. uh, definitely good to aim for. Yeah, and if you stay sure. away from peak times, then uh, you can normally get a room or a corner or something and, and do your thing, can't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so, so what um, do we think about... Oh, go on, Baz. I'll let you go. Oh, I, I bet we were about to ask the same question. Maybe we weren't. Let's have a go at this. Uh, it'll come out in the edit. I was going to ask, uh, Guy, what what's going on actually on the table, mate? What games are getting traction? You, did you say it was mostly one-shots and stuff? Has it gone beyond that? Have you had people coming back for more of the same adventure? Well, it's 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 by design. It's, it is one-shot. So part of the deal is right. you, you show up and it's your group for that, for, for that session um, and you'll play for four hours. And so it's like a convention slot. Um, we have had some kind of sequels where people have, brought back the same party and the same game but not not with the same players if you see what I mean I think I was quite careful at the start to to I don't know why I was worried that we might get kind of 20 D&D players just wanting a venue to use for their kind of monthly game so mm-hmm. it's like at the start of every um, start of every go play we kind of gather around and work out what games are on and how many players we've got and kind of divvy them up and then go from there um, in terms of the systems that we've had a, a real, real mix. We have had D&D. We've had um, the last game we played was Coriolis, I think, which is a new sci-fi. And the guys, same system as Mutant Year Zero. Wow. That, was, that was pretty cool. 
uh, we did a play test of the John Carter of Mars 2D20 system. Um, quite a bit of 13th Age, because I seem to play that and run that all the time. Um, quite a bit of Fate, had some Chan Shah last <laughs> uh, Paul Baldowski came over um, a few months ago and ran Cthulhu Hack, did a play test of one of his adventures for that. Um, just loads of stuff, really. It, it's I kind of make a, a half-hearted effort to have a range on a range on offer each each month. So we try and have kind of three games pitched and try and make sure we've got a kind of fantasy and a, a, a non-fantasy and something else and that they're not all kind of mainstream or, or weird games because just don't want... The idea is you can just show up. You kind of don't want someone to show up and say, oh, yeah, I went to go play Leeds, but I don't like Cthulhu games or whatever. And that was all there was, if you see what I mean. Or I don't like D&D, so there wasn't anything mm. for me kind of try and offer a range but it that's very much kind of those of us that, that run games there just ad hoc saying oh yeah i could run that well if you're in that i'll run that instead because it fits better um for our next one i think we've got planned yeah it, the three games we've got there as just as, as an example are um the star trek 2d20 play test um the uh, 13th age i think i'm as Ooh, always running 13th age and the Adventures in Middle Earth, the new fifth edition D and D Middle Earth um, supplement has just come out, which should be. So I'm kind of torn as to whether I run Thirteenth Age. I'd quite like to play Middle Earth fifth edition, to be honest. And kind of get get my Hobbit on. So when when you say <laughs> when you say you've got a range of games, you mean you've got Pathfinder <laughs> yeah, yeah, plus yeah. some of the games? <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, Thirteenth Age or D and D. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got all the editions here. Well, I think that was genuinely my concern. Once you do it, you start, you start getting that so, uh, that kind of thing. It wants to be a range of different games, and quite open. There's nothing wrong with Pathfinder. There's a massive, you know, fan base from our country. But so it's it's a slight aside. But how have you found two D twenty so far? Um, I'm not sh- I'm not sure it sits well with me. I'm not sure I've I've really got it. But I'm I'm trying to tell myself that um, text isn't the best time to judge a system. Because um, stuff, all that we've played has been being changed each time. Um, but yeah, it's definitely had a few bits where I thought I always, always judge a system a bit when halfway through I kind of think, oh, I wish this was just fate. And, and that's that's the feeling that I've got a few times with 2D20. I may be wrong, and I know it's quite early in the game's development because it's being created for lots of different genres and there are tweaks to different systems as they're being done. But it, it felt it, it felt a little bit too long-winded for me maybe that's harsh maybe it isn't i don't know i mean i'll, st- I'll still give it a good go when it comes out i think but it, i wasn't overly enamored of it i didn't wasn't quite to my taste okay but then that's the advantage of having the sort of meetup sessions that you've got isn't it that you can kind of dive into different bits of sessions or genres or systems or whatever and you can just get a bit of a flavor of various things and, and see what you like the fancy ever want to shake a bit more out of and what you're, you're happy not to spend your dollars on as much and perhaps move on to something else. So it's good from that point. Yeah, of totally. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's not committing to a, a great big campaign or something. And it does mean, because it is one shots, it means we see loads and loads of systems um, run and we get to play lots and lots of things and you can try something out um, really easily. And, and at the end of it, be like, oh, right, that, that, was, that was all right. I had an experience there. I know what I like about it. Um, I, I might not play it again, or I might play it again. I don't know. That's that, that's kind of the the advantage of it, I guess. 
What's the situation with the other guys then, mate? Are they are they all lining up to pitch new games? Um, what's the split if there is one between GMs and players? I, I imagine it's GM heavy. Uh, you'd be fair to say. I think that those of us that kind of come down, that, that kind of the core that are pretty much always there, pretty much run, um, w- would run kind of every month. I think if if, yeah. if we could. Um, so yeah, we're not we're not short of games at all, and. But there are also people that, that kind of show up for, for one month and just, just run a game and, and, and do it. it. It's fairly kind of open. I, I tend to be, like if someone gets in touch with me and he's travelling to get there, like he's coming down from Manchester or from Newcastle like Neil did the first time, I'll tr- we, we kind of say we'll try and make sure that their game does run because obviously not all games run depending on how many people we get just so they've not kind of trekked across the country to run a game and then <laughs> find that everyone wants, to, everyone wants to play Pathfinder again. So uh, <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> cool. And um, I don't know if, if you've ever had that kind of like a uh, out of character chat with the guys. Maybe they all come in, be dwarves for a few hours, and then you all do your merry thing. But um, what what were your what were the attendees doing before Go Play Leads came along? Were they all kind of like roaming the streets with their dice bags looking for? For venues like you were, or have you have you pulled them away from other things? Do you think? I, I don't think I've pulled anyone away from other things. I think I, I think some of them have their own groups, their own kind of weekly groups that they go to as well. Some of them, um, like me, that's kind of their main thing and go to conventions. Um, I think some just come when they can, and other otherwise go to conventions. I, I think it's it, it's it's a real range of of, of things. It's like you say, it's build it and they'll cover just. If you want to come down and play games, play games, and it doesn't have to replace mm. anything unless unless you've got another kind of one shot meetup uh, once a month <laughs> around the corner in Bradford or something. Then it might we might start clashing with it. Um, but yeah, that's that that's kind of the idea. I mean, the, the, picking the dates that, that it's on pretty much just involves avoiding conventions um, that most of us will be at. If you see what I mean, because yeah. then it can't yeah, run. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's pretty it's it's pretty flexible really, and uh, yeah, definitely not. There is we have had there's kind of a D and D group that a couple of times have, have come along kind of on mass and and played different mm. games. If you see what I mean, just come along and, and, and thought, oh, we'll try some of the games. We'll, we'll, we'll see what's on with it. So yeah, not not really pulling anyone away from other from other games. I think like you say, it's that kind of thing that there are that the, what we were saying earlier. I think is that there are gamers kind of roaming the streets with their dice bags kind of looking for something to, to, to do. And actually, I would certainly say, you know, the level of effort required to set something up is pretty minimal compared to what you can get for it, actually. So, mm. yeah, go out, go out and do it. If, if you're roaming the streets with a dice bag, you should go out and find a pub and put something online and, and, and see what's out there. Um, I think one of the things is, uh, that you see on like UK Role Plays Forum or adverts in back of the magazines that we used to get or that kind of thing, there's quite often like one or two guys just looking for a game or some games. And uh, it's it's just a matter of trying to get those one or two people together, isn't it? So it only really takes one of them to kind of just arrange a venue and a date and see who else turns up. And that kind of like starts it all off a little bit. It was harder back in the day when me and Baz were kids and you had to literally like handwrite notes and stick them in the post office or, you know, Stuff like that. I mean, we have got the internet and stuff like that now, which which helps quite a bit. But even so, so I can remember like yeah, looking up a, a, a number in the back of Valkyrie and like I'm to ring this random guy up to find out where Bradford Roleplayers Guild met, 
and then then getting directions and then yeah getting directions to some pub at the side of Bradford that you had to get to at kind of half seven on a Monday night and walk in this function room full of role players that you'd never met before it was just weird you know that that's that but that's what the level of effort that we used to have to go to to find a gaming group was it's so much easier now when you can just put something on Facebook and see what see what's out there or just go to UK role players post something and, and yeah, like- see what there is you did. You walked in the back rooms and hoped it was a room full of role players. Could yeah. be anything. <laughs> you didn't have a mobile phone. I used to share a house with a fella who uh, who advertised uh, for a gaming group round our house, as it was then. Um, he got one advert. I think it was in Valkyrie magazine, actually, and uh, in the old uh, clubs listing, which was a single page for the whole of the UK at that point. And um, ten years later, I was still in the same house. And I would get occasional phone calls or letters about that that advert in a magazine that cannot have been found in any WH Smith at all ever. It must have been dug out at the bottom of a dentist waiting room or something. But that just that showed me even then that that there are people who really will go or go on like some kind of Grail quest okay. to try and find a gaming group. Um, and and I, I suspect the advice is the same as you offer at cons and to everybody else, which is. You're probably going to have to be the GM uh, initially, so why not? You know, pitch a game, have a go, run it. I don't think I don't think people will have any trouble at all. And and, and if the venue is off-putting, if you think you've got to drop two hundred quid um, on a on some kind of church hall or or booking the O2, <laughs> maybe maybe start a bit smaller. And and the, the kind of research you've done, guy, of spending a Saturday going around pubs sounds like <laughs> my kind of research, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, I think another way forward, arguably, I've just uh, read uh, Simon Belly, who's written a lot of the UK superhero games. Uh, he's got involved with James Mullen, who does a lot of indie stuff with his Groundhogger things, uh, and another guy, Pookie, I think, I know from sort of Cthulhu circles. And the three of them all like are in sort of Birmingham, and they've decided they're going to do like a one-day thing, a bit like Concrete Cow or like Go Play Leeds or something like that, but it's just going to be a couple of sessions in the local gaming shop. So the gaming shop themselves obviously aren't, that bothered about trying to promote it necessarily but just some local gamers who play I guess different styles of games between them but they're like well why don't we just have it there and, and that's got the advantage I guess if you start putting little posters up and adverts and all the rest of it is you've got your target audience who are going to see the advertising if you know what I mean or they you've got a better chance of running the game there and then other people coming in and out doing the shopping will see it and want to know when the next one is and that kind of thing so if you really are worried about doing things out in the uh, the general populace then why not speak to your local game store and see if you can have uh, a couple of tables off them one Saturday afternoon and, and play a couple of games? Mm. And that's what they call good <laughs> advice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think another thing I might suggest then is, um, uh, given that we're talking to each other on the internet right now from three different corners of the country, I've noticed that stuff like Hangouts is... Um, is making it even easier to not only meet people but play a game with them and you don't even have to be in the same town. Um, so there's loads and loads of Hangouts gaming going on and online stuff like that, and that's brilliant. Although I do think, and and I'd love your opinion on this, guys, I think people tend to use that as a kind of a suck it and see for games and a bit of a toe in the water for demos, that kind of thing. I still think there is a desire for people to sit round a table in a real room with each other uh, so you can get that that sense of rolling dice and the body language and, and the stuff that doesn't translate fantastically well in online gaming. So I think online gaming is a, is a great way to maybe 
get some stuff started and take it to real life if you can? What do you reckon? I think there's, there's definitely a possibility there. Uh, I think there's, we're experiencing now a couple of dropouts and issues with the communication. This will all seem seamless after the uh, the editing job we're doing it. Don't worry, dear listeners. You think this is all perfect. <laughs> you, should, you should see us all gesticulating at each other as faces freeze on screens and we're trying to work out if they're still alive. Um, but I think probably the, the good thing about uh, G Plus Gaming and all the rest of it, or Skype or whatever else you want to use, is that you do end up playing with people from America or other parts of the country. I don't for all the games I've played online, I don't think I've ever played someone with someone else who's from like Nottingham or Derby or something, for example. Mm. Uh, it would be it would be an approach, but I think really it's more of a an enabling tool for when you can't find anyone locally, or you know, it's just who happens to be around who likes this very specific thing you are trying to do. I think yeah, I think I've used um, I've used it to try stuff out, and I've used it to kind of um, game with people that I wouldn't be able to otherwise because they're you know, like you say, the other side of the country. Um, for me, it's still kind of a, a, a substitute, really, for the real thing, which is kind of you all sat around a table, um, sharing experience, really, without sounding too uh, kind of uh, lovey-dovey about it. It, it. It's all about that, really, isn't it? It's all about sitting around and doing it. And so I, I, I would, yeah, I think not to knock Hangouts Gaming. I think I've also experienced the thing where people will arrange it it's talked about a lot more than it happens, I think, sometimes. Maybe that's just in, in my circles. I, I, we're forever saying, oh, we'll meet up and we'll mm. do some hangouts of this. Um, and it kind of never, because it's not a real thing, if you like. You don't have to get in your car and drive anywhere or kind of, uh, mm. you know, book a date or anything without, you just need to be sat at home. It, it often seems to peter out. Um, I know there are people that, that are doing it regularly and there, there are some great G plus communities that are sorting stuff out, but it, it feels a bit, lower commitment to me um although i've had good experience with it i think it's, it's a little bit more polite isn't it as well because because you because you're waiting and watching people's faces and and taking it it does have advantages there where you're not kind of shouting over <laughs> each other and doing it but yeah it's for me it's it's got to be in the same room really it's, and you can substitute that with, with hangouts but it's not the same really yeah i know what you're saying it, it seems a lot easier for people to cancel hangout games for some reason there's quite a lot of, uh, you know, oh, I've got technology issues tonight, or you get last-minute emails or whatever saying, oh, actually, I can't make it. Uh, it doesn't seem quite as bad. Whereas if you know someone else has, like you say, got in the car and sat in a pub waiting for you, it's a little <laughs> bit hard just to kind of go, I can't be arsed. You know, <laughs> having a, a rubbish day at work, I'm just not going to cancel it, you know. <laughs> You've kind of got to put a bit of effort in and be a bit more human about it, haven't you, I guess. Cool. But I'm wondering if it's just a, a, a generally better approach if, I mean, if you're into one-off games, and I'm a mate, Bez, I haven't played with him for ages, really, because he wants to do a big, long-standing campaign, and we can't, we just can't fit in. He's got a young family and all the rest of it, and he's as much of a problem as anybody else is. But trying to get a geek together to do our campaign is hard. But getting uh, a pool of people together where you can you know, get some one-shots out of is quite a nice way forward. I might see if I could do more in that space. But, yeah, I don't know whether we're... Do we do we have a group anymore, or do we have communities? Is that probably a better way? We've just got a flexible kind of pool of gamers hanging around. I don't know. It almost feels like you're kind of like waiting... And, and to an extent as well, sometimes for, for us who go to a lot of conventions, it feels like you're waiting for the next convention. So let's do something in the meantime to get a bit of gaming in. Yeah, what do you think? Definitely. That, that, um, that filling in the gaps between conventions i think is i think that's that's really clever if you don't mind me saying guy i think that's a really nice thing to do because if you don't have your weekly group and convention gaming is the only one you get 
we've only all got so much time that we can book off work or pay for travel expenses and all the rest of it. And if you go to one or two cons a year, and that's the entirety of your gaming, that's that's a sad state of affairs for your own hobby, really, isn't it? Um, but you know, if if you can dedicate once a month to a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon or, or a whatever it is, um, and and realise that it probably is quite easy to get a group going, and don't be too precious about it. Don't. I, I think my my advice to myself is not to try and pitch a giant Call of Cthulhu campaign that takes eight months to run because that's, <laughs> those ones, they're, they're doomed to failure at the best of times, even with a regular weekly group. But if you know you're pitching uh, pitching a one-shot, you know, you're going to bring something to the table for four hours, that just seems a lot more doable. And also, if you have got any fears or, or lack of confidence or something like that, well, even if it's rubbish, it's a one-shot. And you don't have to go back and visit it again. And somebody else can take the reins for the next one. You know, there'll be another game along in a minute. I think one of the things that maybe puts people off getting involved in in role-playing games, actually, is the perception that you're in for a really long haul and that the game never ends. And that if you if you start going to one meet, you have to go there for the next 12. Otherwise, you're letting someone down. It's a huge commitment to do gaming like we used to do in university. And as usually, we're all sort of like grown-up people with jobs. It's can't be justified anymore um but equally you don't have to sit there thinking about the good old days when he could play it's just like get something organized get up off your bum go down the pub and ask if they got a room sort it out seven quid nice posters job done yeah i think i'd say another another kind of angle on it is you know there's been a lot of talk recently about you know how can we grow the hobby i, I still maybe romantically think that there's loads of people up and down the country and the world who would really enjoy role-playing if they gave it a go and actually knew what it was. You know, loads of people who explain what it, what it is. Actually, oh, yeah, cool. Um, you know, board gaming's got much more mainstream mm. in the last kind of few years. Um, and loads of people go to board game clubs kind of once a week, um, usually playing, obviously, different games each time. So it, the, the, the transition to, okay, play a role-playing game instead but it's, it's going to be four hours and then it's done or it's going to be two hours or it's going to be one hour, just a quick taste of it and then it's done and then we'll play something else. Just is, is, is a much easier way in for people. I mean, we've, we've tried, we've got, mm. one of the ideas with Go Play Leads was to make it something where people who'd never played a game before could just drop in and like would, would be kind of welcomed and have their hand held and we wouldn't be weird to them, if you see what I mean, and they could get a positive experience <laughs> of it, um, which which maybe wouldn't be the case if they just walked into a long-running group in their kind of local gaming shop or they'd get, you know, I've certainly had experiences with, you know, trying to sort out groups where, where, where you go and say, oh, yeah, we're in the middle of um, this, this campaign now. If you come back in three weeks, we can probably fit you into the next one. It's just, just rubbish. If you want to invite mm. new people and they come along, you know, get them in, give them a character sheet and force them to sit down, trick them into think it's a board game like we did, <laughs> then uh, <laughs> make them stay, <laughs> lock the doors, kind of thing. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting because um, when I did uh, Conquest, or the first one with uh, Darren Sames, uh, Mike Mason and uh, Dave McAllister, we kind of put that together with the idea of we'll just do a one-day convention. And, you know, Darren sorted out the venue. And Dave was quite good on the website. And, you know, Mike's got his contacts. And I'm, I sort of pushed it around a little bit. But we really had no idea if anybody had turned up. But we just, like, stuck a dragon on a poster and threw that around the student unions and chip shops and anywhere else we could find, saying, 
you know, game day and put role play on it and cards and other things. And we got like 200 and odd people turned up to it. And some of them generally had no idea. We had very little negative feedback. One, one or two bits were like, there's not enough to do for kids. Obviously, some people didn't understand what it was they were signing up for when they bought a ticket. But but they came anyway. And it, I think there is, um, there's an element of, because superheroes and comics and all kinds of stuff like that, and, you know, Walking Dead, everything like that's getting more popular these days. I think there is a, a bigger pool of people who are interested in this kind of stuff. It's finding the, the accessible gateway drug for them so they play a bit of it and come back. Maybe. I don't know. Getting people to bits of board games and stuff helps as well, I guess. I don't know whether you could... Because um, I think there's a similar group to what you're talking about with the, the God Play stuff called Fang in Nottingham, which is board gamers. And this, they seem to have died off a little bit. I think it's because the board game cafes have opened, but they seem to a very similar model in that they just kind of like hang out in places. You could join them on the Facebook group and then they just sort of say, oh, who's coming down to Lincolnshire Poultry on Wednesday night because we're going to play some games, who's bringing what? And then that seemed to evolve from there. So do you, do you think like, We've mentioned Google Hangouts, but is it things like Meetup and Facebook and groups like that that are actually enabling this, or we should perhaps use more to try and get some people together? I was uh, absolutely stunned to see what was going on on Meetup. I just genuinely didn't know. Uh, cue everybody who's ever looked at Meetup is rolling their eyes right now and going, yeah, get with the program, granddad. <laughs> but it's it's an astonishingly clever thing, and it does exactly what it says on the tin. And... Um, if you want to meet up with people, that's a way to do it. And ever since I've been tinkering around with it, I've met loads of people from all kinds of walks of life who say, oh, yeah, yeah, I do that all the time. If, I, if I'm away on business and I'm in a, like a hotel in Derby or Exeter or whatever, and I like playing magic, I'll look on the local meetup and go along. And there'll be another 20 people there and we'll play cards that evening in a Cafe Nero. And it's like, Really? Because and, and, it, it makes it sound a bit like dogging, <laughs> but it's, it's, <laughs> you know, meeting strangers on the internet to indulge in your strange little hobbies. But that—that's my hang-ups. You know, it—it really isn't that difficult. Just like um, tapping people up on the internet is is apparently the way that kids go dating these days, rather than courting, <laughs> like I used to do back in the eighteen fifties. So I think it's definitely my hang-up, but um. But yeah, it's uh, this convention that's been organised by by the, the local groups, the kind of conglomeration around me, have just done it via the medium of text messaging and meetup and Facebook, and they've kind of glommed together quite a few things. What none of them have done is, to my knowledge, and I and I checked with more than a few, is none of them hang out on what you would consider the big uh, role playing forums. Um, none of them are on RPG Net. A couple had looked in on UK role players occasionally and kind of bounced off it for one reason or another, um, or they just use it to like um, get in touch with a few people and then move away from it once they had. So it's it's almost like you you have to be jacked into the role playing matrix, but it's kind of it runs about twenty different systems all the time, not unlike role players, funnily enough. And it just isn't a universal place to go or a universal handshake that we can display in the street. And I think that's why the the hobby is quite atomized, um, which is in some ways is such a shame because if you could get them all together as Drag of Meat and Expo show, it really is a massive, massive buzz. And it's just great to be with so many like-minded people. I, I think it's just a damn shame. I don't know if I'm by first name terms. And I, and I think for a while in the UK hobby, there was a situation where you could have known everyone by first name terms. There was probably 20 people, a tramp and a dog. Um 
but it's not like that anymore, which is good. Um, but but how you get everybody on the same page, I don't know. No. Well, life's great mysteries, but we'll try and solve it. So um, I noticed we're getting uh, around that hour time again. So have you any uh, sort of final thoughts or advice for people wanting to do what you did, Guy? If someone wants to do, I don't know, go meet Glasgow, how would they go about it? Or have you got any pointers? I think I'd say just just do it. I mean, I, I, I was quite... I've been sat listening to Baz thinking, yeah, I should check out meters. I think I've, I've looked on it, but I haven't actually used it to attract any, any kind of punters or anything. So, yeah, I need to check that out, actually. I think, I mean, you need a venue, but... There's loads of them um, to do it. I just, you know, put a few feelers out on the internet, see who's there. I mean, I, what I found was there were people that I'd already gamed with at conventions that I had no idea lived in Leeds who were up for kind of sorting out and helping it with. But there, there may well be people like that um, around in game shops and that they'll have, they'll have ideas and just yeah build it and they will come. It doesn't. You don't have to make it a monthly thing. We didn't. We didn't initially. We were kind of just the, the few of us that set it up were kind of just like, well, we'll do it in this uh, this september date we'll all meet up if nobody else shows up there's four of us we'll sit play a game and we'll you know we'll have a good time whatever we don't need to we don't need any any more than that um so yeah i'd say just do it I, I would be very surprised if anyone managed to do it and got a complete no response whatsoever i think like you say there's loads of people out there that, that want games and it it does feel a shame that there are people who are kind of atomized and isolated and just go into Amazon to, to, to buy buy their kind of gaming books and then sit on their sofa at home and read them and they never get never get to get their dice out of their kind of moth-eaten dice bag and actually play anymore because they think they're too busy to, to do it. Um, certainly, I'd say just do it. Just build it and they will come, like you said. And I take it from the uh, from the title you chose for your for your thing, Go Play. That's that's a term I remember from from a few years back it was like a little movement that that people were trying to get together which is like talking about games is great theorizing about games is great reading game books is great but none of it matters a jot if you're not actually getting out there and and playing the damn game every now and again and wouldn't it be a good thing to do more of that is is that yeah that's completely where we nicked it from completely i think there's i think a big story games thing in, in the states called go play northwest um where people i think i think it's at like a campsite and they just you just rock up for a weekend and play games. There's no kind of planning or anything like that. So it was that kind of idea. And it sounded quite quite cool and not too nerdy, if you see what I mean. So it's like, oh, we'll go that. We'll nick that. Mm. Um, we kind of cobble together. There's a GoPlay logo. So we kind of cobble together some posters with that on and then got a bit like, oh, is this is this copyright? Have we just, uh, we have nicked it. Have we just nicked it completely? And we thought, <laughs> no, one's really going to come over, are they? Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd be really pleased if everyone else could could nick the, the name as well and have go play Glasgow and go play Nottingham and you know go play Tunbridge Wells and stuff all going on up and down the country. That'd be great. I wouldn't worry about it, mate. The gaming police are still looking for that <laughs> Star Wars collection. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's probably my tenure as the role play group president that bought that Star Wars stuff as well. <laughs> Oh, shit, I've been rumbled. Yeah, if only they didn't have great big stickers all over the cover saying do not remove from the library. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, awesome stuff, guys. Well, I think we're um, we're, we're about time. So I uh, need to say a thank you very much, Guy, for coming along and uh, sharing experiences yeah, with us. It's been a pleasure to have you. And uh, cheers to you as well, Baz. So I'll say the things I say. Uh, if you've got experiences or you want to share or you're looking for a group or you want to tell us anything at all about this kind of topic, drop us a line, visit us on the forums, mention us on the blog, find us on G+, send us an email, whatever else you want to do. We'd love to hear your comments and thoughts. If you've got an ace way of getting gamers together that we've missed or something else you want to broadcast out there, let us know and we'll tell all our avid listeners about it. So for now, that's a goodbye from me. And a goodbye from me. And from me. <laughs> I might try and do that. <laughs> or I might leave a really big gap. <laughs>